That's a DJ. Hey, hey everybody. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, welcome to a new episode of Rocker Mike and Rob Presents. And I'd like to present Mr. Tony Valentino. Hey. He is the guitar player to the world famous Standells, uh, one of my favorite bands of the nineteen sixties. Right. Wow. Thank you. I'm okay. Honest. And uh Anybody, anybody who is even in a little bit of the know of rock and roll knows who you are, yeah. Mr. Valentino. Okay, right. so we're going to have a nice conversation tonight because you have some new material we got to talk about that's coming right. out. Right, right. Okay, I understand that uh, you have a new single coming out on Big Stir Records. Yeah, um, we just I just got signed with Big Stir. That I'm okay. Excited. After so right, and now you, re you reworked some some old standell stuff uh you're starting with barracuda one of the best right. songs right awesome. thank you thank you yeah I really yeah songs. i picked that one and uh yeah i just redid the old dirty water we recorded the old dirty water album did you record the whole album the whole album except uh i i have two new original songs in this new album yeah did you did you do not like a like the you know because there was a couple of covers on there did you do hey joe again or no no i did not do yeah that. okay yeah, because it really it's like um i figure i figure it's better you know because of the publishing and the stuff that yeah everybody's done that song anyway yeah, right, so. right. right so right. tell tell me about the two new guys you're you're working with um dwayne waiter and gary kaluza Oh, great. Uh, Gary was just here a few minutes ago. Oh. He's a great dude from down under Australia. Oh, really? He's a really incredible person. I really love the dude. He's a great friend, and we'll get together all the time. We're right. We live pretty close together. And um, he's a great, great person. He's on time all the time. Very reliable person. Great player. He sings great. I couldn't ask for more. You know? now he's playing bass for you, right? Yeah, he plays bass, yes. Okay. Wow. And what about uh what about Dwayne? Dwayne oh, Dwayne, I know Dwayne. I I go back with Dwayne years ago, at least ten years ago, maybe two thousand and nine. Um we I met Dwayne in this club one night here in LA and somebody took me to this club and this guy comes up to me with the Beatle haircut, look like <laughs> look like one of the Beatles. And um when I when he found out that I was in the club, he went nuts. He come up to me, he goes, "Oh, sure. I'm a big fan. Oh my God, this and that. I'm a drummer, and I I know every Stanley song, and and he <laughs> sings that I started Dick Todd the way he say. So that was a blessing. So then uh, we were trying to find um to uh, start a band in 2009. Um, I can't remember the name, but anyway. We started this band, then go nowhere. Then um, I've been in communication with Dwayne uh, for many years. Then we recorded some stuff and put it away. As a matter of fact, some of the stuff in the album were recorded about two years ago. That's unbelievable. Wow. Some of the That's stuff. amazing. Wow. Uh, we, we, we know each other for about 10 years now. Great, so, great. Uh, great. To, and he also plays drums and he, and he sings, just like Dick Dodd. Yeah, and yeah. Great. I was I was wondering if that's how you were doing it. Yeah, so he's actually yeah. singing, right? Yeah, exactly like Dick Dodd. Yeah. yeah, he sounds like him too. He does. Yeah, some moments, sometime I get the kind of I heard like, it that deja vu. You know, it's like yeah, I heard it when when 
Thank you you guys were nice enough to send me the the press release with the with the downloads. Oh, cool. and Bar- Barracuda just blew me away, man. I was oh, like, wow, he sounds like God. Um, yeah, you so, did. That was good stuff. Yeah, I recorded that in my studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in West Hills, so West California Hills studio. I call it. Yeah, mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Now, what a what a lot of people I think. I mean, me personally, I always kind of think of the Standells as almost like an American Rolling Stones. Okay. okay. Uh, that's how I always viewed you guys. And But a lot of people, they don't realize that you actually go back before that. I mean, you guys technically formed in 1962. Exactly. Let me okay. Tell you and, that. you know, and, and you went around and you had some, you know, some singles deals on a couple of different labels. Uh, Liberty Records, VJ uh, Records, a couple others, and what are you on Liberty Records? Sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. I, I was hoping you would say something. There's a great story. So when we got signed with Liberty Records, we went in and said to the to the president's office, and we sent it. We sat right in front of the desk. He was he was of course behind the desk, and he, and we were very excited to sign with the with the VJ records, right? So um, a, at one point he goes, hey guys, I want you guys to know that I just let this four guys from England go out of the contract and oh. I'm signed the standouts now. Yeah. And then we found, go, who does tell him this four guys are, right? So on the way out, we found out it was the Beatles. That's amazing. Beatles. Unbelievable. They, they let them, they let them go. He let them go. He told us right there. He says, I wow. That was amazing, you know. Yeah. And then wow. it was all over the newspapers everywhere. Sure, sure. But what I find interesting is in those early years before Dirty Water and all that, you you, you were getting a lot of work on television shows and, and also uh, – yeah, I mean things like the Bing Crosby show, of course the wow. the famous the famous monsters. Oh, you were involved yeah. with some films. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you, well, you're the only guy I ever talked to that's been on the monsters. That's that's amazing. Oh, right. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that monster episode it was incredible. I'm telling you, I had no idea what we were in for. You know, it was like walking to a house. You know, into that house that yep. yeah, I've seen on television for years. I was, you know, glued to the TV show all the time. I wanted sure. to favor it in the 60s. That was the show to watch all the time. So when I walked up and went to Universal Studio and I walked into the into the house, I couldn't believe it. The stairs, you know, yeah. were right there. And all the, dusty and dirty. The dust and, the, <laughs> and all the stuff. And then That's awesome. Grandpa and Fred. Yeah, you know, and then Yvonne, all of you, awesome. and everybody was so nice, you know, to us. Now, Very whose nice. idea was it to do a Beatles song in that show? Because you did a cover of "I Want to Hold Your yeah. Hand." Well, the problem, the, the thing was that they originally wanted to get the Beatles, so the Beatles turned it down, and wow. so what happened? They were looking for a band that to substitute. They needed a band for the. For the show, for that one particular show, right? To do, to do uh, so, my manager they found out, uh, and um, immediately they called the studio and they got us the job, and we were in, and we so we we got 
we got to do the show. And it was incredible. I mean, with all the, the extras, all the people, and, and like, uh, and and the way he was moving his head was smoke coming. I mean, it was so awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, that really that's, that's incredible. I'm surprised you never, I'm surprised you guys never did an episode of the Flintstones. I know that's uh, right because they, they were they were yeah. having ben, they were I mean they had the Bo Brummels on right oh, yeah, 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 okay yeah. <laughs> I, know, I guess there was one chance they had one band and the Brummels nah, got that's it. great that's great now yeah. in those in those early years Tony you played the band played a lot at a place called PJ's right oh yes in in yeah. in West Hollywood yeah, and uh. It was always understood to be kind of an old school jazz kind of place, right? But right, then they started right. booking rock acts. Like I know around the time you were playing there, I think Bobby Fuller was had played. Bobby and, Fuller was playing on off nights, actually. Okay. And, Monday nights. I right. still you know, I got his guitar strap. No kidding. Bobby, yeah. From Bobby really? Yep. Yeah. Now he, he was a cool guy, right? Very nice person. Yeah. yeah, but they had they had two bands. They had a kind of jazz band in front of the when he walked in into the club, right? And then in the back room there was us playing. But before it was Trini Lopez was there before us. Wow! So, wow! And he became very famous there. As yeah, fact, he got huge hit on on those. If I had him, all the songs you know he sang. Uh, now it. He did a live at PJ's. Is it is it true, Tony, that that you guys had to cut your hair to play that place? Oh, they kind of wanted us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were before that. We were at this club called the Peppermint West in in Hollywood, in right? Virginia, which was another famous club where all the movie stars used to go to. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, every night there was a. The lady, the lady of the show, her name was Mamuska, and every night that she would announce the people, and there's, oh, you know, Rock Hudson over here in the corner, or over here there's, you know, he used to introduce all the, all the, you know, Salminio over there. Wow. And so he, so we played there for a long time. That's how we got our break. Our manager walked in one night. And right. he goes, I want to sign you guys. You know, you guys are rock stars. Uh, well, I could give you guys a contract. You know. We can make some records. So we were there for, for quite a while. As a matter of fact, one night, I'll never forget this, Johnny Cash walks in. Oh, wow. unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Johnny Cash, I'm on stage playing. I'm like, oh, my God, Johnny Cash. And then, and then we took a break, and then the owner of the store goes, hey, would you guys mind if Johnny Cash comes up and do a song with you guys? Oh, oh wow. wow. God. What, what'd wow. you do? What song? So we did, uh, we did, uh, I walked the line. Oh. Uh, so, um, uh, That's fantastic. He got a, his manager got his guitar and he come up on stage. And I never forget, it says D, D, Tony, as a dog. I never forget that. <laughs> he told me to play in D, the key of D, you know, on the guitar. Yeah. You know? Um, but um, but anyway, so there was a ride. Then after that, we went to PJs, and then at PJs we we started our career by um, uh, playing there for six nights, every yeah. long long time. Um, from then we went to Vegas. We got a a Vegas situation. We went to Central America. We almost got killed. 
Oh, really? Right. Oh, yes. Central America, all people walking around with the, uh, you know, M16s and all, you know. Yeah. Everywhere. What, 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 what country were you in? In El Salvador. San Salvador. Wow. El Salvador. Yeah, Managua, Managua, Nicaragua. Oh, yeah. Ah. That's very yeah. tough. We almost got killed. I'm, let me tell you, we played, we did everything. Uh, on the way out, we're going, we're excited to leave. Oh, my God, because it was so hot and humid. And people were sleeping outside. You know, it was like, I'm unbelievable. It was like, I'll never forget that. Was this before so, 1966? No, this was, uh, yeah, this was, yeah, this was around 65, 66. Wow. wow. Who, yeah. who, who were you on tour with? Were you anybody who's by yourself? The wow. guys wanted, wanted to book a, because we had the long hair, because you asked me about the long hair. Yeah. And they go, yeah, we want the North Americano Beatles, you know, like, you know. Yeah. I, I guess this guy came into the club one night and he booked us, you know, because oh, how would you like to go to Central, Central America? You know, I, <laughs> oh man, we had no idea. When we landed, you know, we saw this little strip, this dirt, and I go, is this the place we're going? No, no. We got <laughs> off the plane, there was donkeys and so anyway, so and goats and chickens. Uh, what was the crowd like when you played? The crowd was, they were sitting there like petrified. <laughs> They'd never seen anything like it, you know. Yeah. Then we are not playing for the El Presidente. We of course. Oh, wow. The, um, I don't know who was the president at the time. Um, Mendoza or one, I can't remember. Right. But um, <coughs> we had to play for the president and all the poor people were outside. I remember you know, begging, and we went like in the garden, after, and when we played, there was all this, uh, all the government, everybody was there, like, oh my That's God. That's amazing. Then, so we finally did that, and we're going home finally, oh God, let's get out of here, we're gonna get killed, you know. <laughs> um, and somebody goes, oh yeah, here for $10, somebody could kill you, you know. So I go, what, somebody could kill you? They get people get killed. You, know, you pay them ten bucks, and they go kill them. You know, oh, unbelievable! So, um, uh, we got to the airport. We got on the plane, and we we'll go. Oh God, ready? We're going. All of a sudden, the door opens again. There is this guys with a machine gun. So the men are out. My God! You, 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 you out, out. You know? Yeah. And they order us out of the plane. We couldn't figure out what was going on. They wouldn't tell us. They put us in the wagon again, took us to the gym. Did they, they search you with something? Yeah, we couldn't figure out what happened. And I thought we was going to get shot right there. Yeah. You know? And then after a while, thank God, we found out that while we were there, they formed the union, Musicians Union. Yeah. And they said that we didn't pay $350 for the dues. Oh, wow. so they were shaking you down. They oh, were shaking. Yeah. So we had to pay the transit. <laughs> that was, was a shakedown. That was a super shakedown. No shakedown for sure. Wow. Never I mean, that, that kind of stuff happened in those days a lot, yeah, man. Yeah. Right. You know? so Tony had to give him an envelope. Before <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we left. Yeah. We made a yep. Mistake. Yep. Uh, so. 
That was 1965, you said, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Because that was the year that uh, you got signed to Capital with the Standells. Yeah, and then a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit towards the end of the year. Yeah. And, um, you know, how did you get connected with Capital? Uh, well, I, our, uh, our manager was, uh, was uh, Liberace's uh, manager. No kidding. So they had some connections. Uh, and they, I guess uh, somebody from Kabul came in and they heard us. And now uh, they heard our, you know, that we were at PJs, that we were in Las Vegas. Right. Uh, that um, we were doing, and we were on the muscle. We had to do all this work, you know, being Crosby shows. So they, so they, they signed at us. And, and who, you know, who were your famous label mates? The Beatles. Oh, the Beatles, of course. And dig this, the day that we, they were signing. Uh, uh, Pink Floyd was there. Oh, and wow. we went up. Uh, they took us to the tower. You know the the Capitol Tower. Yeah, we went up on the roof, and we took so many photos with Pink Floyd. That was and the original was, Pink Floyd with uh, Steve Barry. They had a song yeah. out. Uh, uh, Mary watching Mary play. Emily play. Emily see Emily yeah, play. See yeah, Emily play, yeah, yeah. And I love the song. All oh, it's a beautiful song. We did we did a show on Sid Barrett a few months back. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, a whole oh, show great. on him. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went on Laurel Canyon and we took some more pictures. And mm. I wish that somebody has copies. I never seen those pictures. I, I'm gonna try. To I wonder if they're in a Pink Floyd book somewhere. I'm gonna. I have a friend at Capitol Records. I'm gonna ask. Yeah. She, yeah. She might know how to do this. Now, when uh, when you got signed to Capitol, they set you up with producer Ed Cobb, right? Right. Okay. Now, was that a, a choice of yours or a choice of the label? How did you get connected with him exactly? Well, we got connected with him through our manager again, mm -hmm. Samar Heller. Yeah, because they were doing. Um, he was um, doing. He was with. The, he had a band, you know, the the the, the four preps. He was in the four preps. Ed four preps. Yeah. Okay. And then he, he started producing and he was writing and he got involved with that Seymour Heller in the same. Yeah. yeah. And and so they were in the office and then they decided to uh, give them, you know, the uh, the producer Ed Cobb to us uh, and did the whole package, you know, yeah. and getting Ed Cobb at the same time. Now, you started working on the Dirty Water album, I, I figure, probably right, right away, right? Dirty Water. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were playing in Seattle, I must tell you this. Oh. And after we recorded Dirty Water, Dirty Water started breaking all over the place. And we had to shot the album cover in in Seattle because the club wow. wouldn't let us go. Oh, they wouldn't let you leave, so you had to do you had to do the album cover there. Just six weeks, you know. So anyway, sorry to interrupt you. You were aware we were doing. Um, now, Tony, you came up with the riff right at the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I, I, How did you, know, you think I, that up? Yeah, you asked me that we started recording Dirty Water, and I must say, we recorded Dirty Water in this garage. It was on the on top of this garage. Oh. Yeah, the real garage rocks. The real garage. You know, yes, it was. Um, so we started recording a bunch of songs, and then, and then Ed Cobb presented the song, and he goes, Oh, there's a song, you know, like he had a four 
code, street code change, like blue stuff, you know. And we know, I don't know if we should do it. I, I'm not really too crazy about it. And then um, we started to kind of trying to record it, but nothing was happening. So then one day I went home and um, I was messing. I always I was involved with this other song. I started my career right. with, I must say this, in 1962, 61, 62, I was working at Vandy Camps and I met this guy, Bakery. I was baking bread when I came from Italy. I was just here. I didn't speak English. It was incredible. I found mm -hmm. a job. My uncle took me to Fanny Camps to make, you know, and it was one of the, those deals that I was catching, you know, those big belts, you know, like a Lucille ball. Like a conveyor belt. Yeah, so yeah. when I got there the first night, it was like that. All this stuff were coming out. <laughs> and I came to pop and it was just like that. Like it was Brazil ball, so yeah, like the like Lucy, yeah, yeah. wow, chocolate everywhere, chocolate everywhere. That was I was so scared. I go, oh, no, I gotta get fired, you know. And then and then the man, the the manager comes over and he goes, go to lunch. I go, oh no, my God, he fired me because the name of my little town in Sicily is called Longi. <laughs> so it's pretty close to lunch. I go, oh, no, he fired me. Anyway, then uh, I met this guy named Jody Rich, and we formed a, a band called the Starlighters. He was he was in the oven department. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I play bass, you know, because my mook started a band. So we started a band. <clears throat> we called ourselves the Starlighters. Uh, and we got this guy named Lenny Duncan, and we were working some songs, and we started to work this song called uh, Delayed Action, you know, a couple of chords, things on the guitar with a little riff. So then one night we went to see a, a football game at John Burrow in high school in Burbank. I'd never seen a hot football game like that, and, and people were clapping their hands like, so I go to the guys, why don't we use, let, let's use the hand, you know, we went home to two weeks later, we changed the song from delayed action to let's go. And we went let's and recorded the damn for let's go. And so I, I was talking of riff. I was already involved. I know to do riffs, you know, yeah. like da 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 so, and that uh, that riff in that riff in Dirty Water is yeah, so famous. So I yeah. came up and I was home because I heard uh, I heard uh, uh, from the Stones uh, um, satisfaction. Okay, yeah. and I go maybe I should do something like that, you know. So I started to make it at home, you know. Then I went back the next day and I go I got something. So, so I played and they go oh yeah great great let's put that. In front of dirty water, so, so we did that, and um, that's a history. And I had no idea. As a matter of fact, after we recorded, we didn't even, we didn't even like it. We kind of they put it in the drawer. One of those deals, you know. Yeah. Wow. And then, then somebody said, "Well, let's let's put it out," you know, and um, it took off. It took off, yeah. But that's yeah. all you can do. Put it out. See if yeah. it's, it's either going to hit yeah. or miss. I had no idea. And now. Up this days, even now, is more popular than ever. And yeah. people still yeah. stop me. You know, I go, 
I was at Home Depot the other day. He goes, hey, man, are you Tony Valentino over from the stand Delta? I go, yes. He goes, I'll never forget your face and that dirty water. And he goes, this is my son. He's a big fan. He had a 16-year-old son with him. He goes, can we take your picture, please? I go, sure, go ahead. I couldn't believe it. This was a couple weeks ago. In the home. Yeah, Tony, I told you. <laughs> people that know rock and roll, you're famous, man. Yeah, unbelievable. It's true. And and a funny thing about that song is I I, I imagine, oh, I, I know that, that so many people think that you're originally from Boston. Because the really? song is all about, Bo they think you're a Boston band. You're not. Right. <laughs> you it's all about Boston. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people go, no, we're not, we're not from Boston. No, we're not <laughs> what are you talking about, you know? Yeah. I mean, they played a song at Red Sox games. I know that. Oh, we yeah. went there many times. Yeah. It was a pleasure to, to play with James Taylor, Donna mm -hmm. Summers, you wow. know, at the Fenway Park. Right. So we went back. We went back for this ring ceremony one time. Went many times to Boston, and then we did the Raleigh Monday uh, in the in the big piazza in Boston. It was great. Yeah, I love Boston is beautiful. Wow. Oh yeah, I like Boston yeah. too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love New York too. There's a different something about when we were with the Rolling Stones. We were based in New York. Yes, Eight I was going to ask you about that. We stayed on Eight and Forty Eight. Eight wow. to forty-eight. Yeah, wow! I never forget that. And uh, he was in Hell's I, Kitchen. I love New York. You know, I never that's, that's the that's the neighborhood Rob grew up in. Yeah, right, right. So yeah. I, that's why right, you guys, uh, you know, New York. That is so. It's such a just the atmosphere, mm -hmm. the air. You know, it's something. <laughs> the city it's that never about New York. You know. Yeah. You, you get there and you get happy, you know. You get some, oh no, God, what are we gonna do? It's like going to Las Vegas, you know, right? Something like that, yeah. So, let me ask you about the '66 tour, okay, okay, that you did with the Stones. Uh, you did a few gigs. Um, I know you played down in Atlantic City, oh, sure, right? Now, not only it was you, uh, I believe the McCoys, yeah, the McCoys, right? Uh, the Syndicate of Sound that was that was amazing when I was, yeah. Some, Sometimes it was different bands. Different but bands, right. The Stanels and McCoys were the based. But then sometimes they had the trade wins also. Mm -hmm. I remember trade wins, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we played in Atlanta. Yeah, you played. We played with a lot of shows, yeah. Yeah. But what was it like playing with the Stones? It was like an incredible uh, experience and frightening experience at the same time <laughs> uh, we almost died a couple of times i mean you know crazy you know like uh, did you hang out with them oh, yeah, you know the funniest thing was we hung out more on the plane every night because we we flew from new york new york to dallas to the mid midwest everywhere you know right and, and then we went back to new york every night so every night on the plane we used to do all kinds of crazy things one night uh, there was a big card game, and um, so the card it, we're playing cards, and then the, the the main remain guys were Mick Jagger and Kid Richard and, and Bryant. Um, um, there was a huge amount of money on the table, and uh, and I think it was Kid Richard or Brian Jones. He got pissed off. He got the lighter. He put the cards on a pile. And he, and he started a fire. 
on the plane. Oh, God. <laughs> so we were scrambling, you know, on the, and then finally the pilot smelled smoke. Or go, comes out and go, you guys are crazy. If you don't stop this shit, you know, maybe one of the guys trying to put up the fire. You know, like, <laughs> on the plane, you don't start a fire. It's nuts. It's crazy. I'm the desert, whatever. I don't want to die, you know. <laughs> um, so that was pretty crazy. But um, and, and it was exciting to to be able to play with a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, you know, we played at Shea Stadium. We had yeah. wow. a lot of people there. Shea Stadium played in New York. I know. Wow. Um, so it was a great. Uh, it was great for us to, to get a lot of more 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 exposure. And, right. Uh, um, uh, through 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 the world, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Stones I were on it, top of the world at that you, point. We played in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, and, and and we were on the roof of the hotel. And Bill Wyman said, "Oh God, I go, my hair is so long. You know, I wish I, I need to get a haircut." I go, "Wait a minute, Bill. I always carry my scissors, cutting scissors with me because my sister is a hairdresser. My own yeah. family." And I go, I got the, the season, I got the comb, and I can cut your hair. So he goes, okay. So on the rooftop of the hotel, <laughs> I got Bill Wyman's hair. Wow. I had a picture. Somebody took a picture, but I don't know. I can't <laughs> but I never forget that. I took it. And Charlie was really nice also. Charlie yeah, sad, really sad nice. about Charlie this year, right? Yeah, really, very really gentleman, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was quite... Quite of an experience too. Then we played at the Hollywood Bowl uh, with wow. uh, they just started Battle Springfield. They just formed. Yeah, either with them um, and the McCoys and who else? But yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was them. The uh, that um, Battle Springfield. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Now let me ask you: Did you did you have any discussions about? you know, technical things with the Stones? In other words, like, did Keith Richards and you talk about guitars? Did you have any tips you gave each other, anything like that? Um, no? I can't remember. I think uh, uh, he asked me about my Telecaster because yeah. I was playing Telecaster one day. He goes, what year is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's about maybe two two years old. So I, I, I bought it that in, in the six sixty two something like that. And he goes, "Why well, was looking at my Telecaster? Wow, blonde neck. Wow." He goes, "I love it, man. It sounds great." I said, "You go really? Yeah." He goes, "I'm gonna give me one." <laughs> yeah, he always he always played a Telecaster. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So, now, um, the other thing I want to ask is, you know. The first album, Dirty Water, came out in June of 66. But then the second album called uh, uh, Why Pick On Me, Sometimes Good Guys Don't Wear White. Right. That that was the, the second album, came out very quickly in November. Was that part of the strategy? You wanted to put something out right away? Or or was that really added, not in your control at all? Yeah. Then after that, uh, somebody had the brilliant idea in the company to record all those, all those remake, all those songs, you know, the hot ones. With, right, with that the, was your covers uh, album. Yeah, the after that, know, yeah. 
And that, to me, that was a waste of time. I, I didn't really want to do it. I mean, why should I go record 19 years breakdown when there's Rolling Stones? They have it right now. What am I com competing with the Rolling Stones? I was kind of embarrassed, you know, that yeah. they did that. It was a way, really, why do I record, you know, wild thing, you know, so what? You know, it's a, you know, like, I mean, sometimes people do that, but a little bit after, or, but we, we did it at the same time as guys, you know. Yeah, you know, that was, that was common, though, in the 60s, right? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you had a lot of bands covering each other's stuff. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah. But we could have done a different original. That's why we went, we were rushed to do a second album after Duty Water. That's why we did, you know, the, the, uh, the white pick of me, you know. Yeah. Well, you had, you already had the some, uh, some, sometimes good guys don't wear white. That was on Dirty Water, then it was on the second uh, album. Yeah, it was kind of confusion. They put it all. Yeah. Because, see, well, uh, there was um, a, um, we needed an original, and then some people started sending some originals. I've written some originals. Uh, I wrote Why Did You Hurt Me on the Dirty Water album, um, which I just re recorded again. Excellent. Uh, and um, but then at the same time, we were working with Ed Cobb to come up with some music, some songs. I remember he, he played for us, he played for us. Uh, Tainted Love. I'll never forget this. Really? He sounded like wow. crap. He sounded completely like crap. Like, like <laughs> almost when he played the did, he, did he have something to do with the original, the oh, Gloria yeah. Jones version? He, he wrote it. He wrote he wrote, it. That's right. That, I forgot wow. that. You know, we tuned it down. Oh, wow. Because wow. It sounded so bad. Duty Water sounds so bad when he played it to us that I go, I don't know. That's why I came up with the riff. <laughs> Dick Dad came up with, I want to tell you a story, you know, yeah. the beginning, Dick Dad, that was his words, you know. Yeah. So, but that will, we turned down and then the love, and then you turned out to make billions on that, you know. He did. You know, Ed Cobb, oh my God. And then, uh, so we turned that down, we we're looking for material, and some, we ran out of some songs. So that's why we were putting on this. Other people's songs in there, lovers like, like a minestrone, you know, <laughs> <laughs> really makes everything up. Yeah, um, well, let me ask you about the next album because there was some controversy with it. The album Try It, okay, try okay, it. try it. Now, it came out in October of '67, right? And you know, it had the you had already worked on um, the riot on Sunset Strip. That movie was about to come out, and yeah, right, right. You, you had the song "Great Tune" that's on that I, album. I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I know. And and uh, but try it itself was well, there was a problem with this song because it was deemed they banned it. Okay, it was deemed yeah. as too sexually suggestive. What what happened there? Tell that story. Well, what happened is that. Um the song went on on the radio and everybody immediately jumped on it. Was it a single? A single, yes. Yeah. Everybody started playing it. It was great. Like, in LA, it became like number one, KRLA, you know, in no time, bam. Like, you know, wow. it, it, it was cooking like crazy. A lot of, lot of stations, New York, you know, all, all, all the stations all over the nation. So until this one guy, one idiot, 
their own bunch of radio stations in Texas. He goes, uh, no, it's a suggestive. You can say try it on the air. It's suggestive. You can't. I believe. I go try it. What? I go. I can try some food. You know what's wrong with that? Could be anything. So this guy, his name was Gordon McClendon. McClendon, yeah. McClendon. And uh, we end up doing a, a TV show. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because it's very interesting that Art Art Linkletter, who yeah, was a, right. a famous TV show host, he did the original Jeopardy in the seventies. Um, right. He had a show called House Party, and he asked you, you the band. Right. And 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 uh, Gordon McClendon to come on right. and debate this this yeah. this controversy with the song, right. and I, I have to admit I've never seen it because I just can't find it anywhere. Okay, to 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 see oh, how it went. Yeah, yeah. But I I understood yeah, yeah. that you know you guys you guys kicked his butt in the debate. Oh yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> I, I told him I remember there's a freedom of speech. You know right. What what is wrong with you? You know, I go. We try it. Why well, I can try some food? You know, now nowadays, dig that. Nowadays, look what they say. On the, on oh, the, forget it. Now you can say anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, they go. It's suggested try. You telling people to try it? Try what? Some food. <laughs> try some candies. You know. Do, do you think that? Do you think that that hurt the sales of the album? Oh, absolutely. Kill. He killed it. He killed, he killed it. The song because, as I was telling you, it was like number one. A lot of radio stations wow. came out, you know. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of stations they they pulled it. They didn't want to play it, you know. Hey Tony, how did they pay you? Were you getting paychecks? Were you getting paid while you were doing all these albums and doing the tour? <clears throat> yeah, you know, you know what they did. Incredible that you asked me this question that I'm finding out now. 50 years later, because I went to cover to to uni universal studio. Yeah. I want, get, I want to get my masters back, you know. Yeah. We uh, you know we own we own the masters for the standells, but they say they wrote me and let it go. Oh no, because you guys were signed as like outside workers, you know, like you know, you know when we record. When you you go to make a session, like a session, like a session musician, unbelievable. No wow. kidding. Yeah, you know you were not signed because my the company we were signed to a production company. We found out these guys were crooks. They yeah. took us for a ride. Wow. They took all the money. You know, we had to take them to court. Like, like uh, amazing. You know, th those days everybody was getting ripped off left and right. You know, so. That's how we got paid. We got paid as musicians, you know, wow. outside. But you still, you still have the rights. Not really. Not no. really. They, they claiming that they, they own it forever. The masters. Wow. You know. But what that contract had to say something. It say it says that the law is. I found out through, through, new, you know, like internet, via internet. Place that you can look and that you yeah. can learn, you know. Even before that, um, the the guy from Shanana, that's the guy that started it, to start suing this regular company. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's what I found out. That sadly, they didn't wow. sign our production company. They took us for a ride. They didn't sign 
they didn't sign us like as a as a band as a as a right. you know it's a it's a standells you know so that's what they're claiming and then it's it's very complicated i mean after yeah. we're supposed to get the masters now because it's time but they they were they they said they claim that they own forever so so many bands got ripped off like that. A lot of bands got ripped off like that. Yeah. A lot of yeah. bands. Yeah. And they lost their music. They don't even own their music, which is crazy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, Tony, um, with this new material you have coming out, is there any chance of you uh, doing a little tour? Maybe when things ease up with COVID? Yes, I was supposed actually. I was supposed to go on tour two times. Yes. Yeah. So one time wow. was with uh, with the um, this band from the sixties. Um, uh, they were on Ride and Sunset Strip also. Uh, the Chocolate Watch Band. Chocolate Watch Band. Chocolate Watch Band. Yeah. And and then because of the cover, it was canceled. Two thousand and twenty. You know. Yeah. Then, well, I uh, think things are going to open up again soon. You, yeah. you should come around. Then another one, but now we're working on. Uh, yeah, we're working on some possibility of a tour in Europe. Uh, you know, and and you know, with my new band and uh, my new adventure. You know, because the are disappearing. You know, Dick yeah, best way, John, best way. Unfortunately, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's amazing that I'm still like you know, hanging in there. Uh, now you now the new yeah, stuff sounds sounds incredible. I mean, you, you definitely have yeah, it. You, you, didn't, you didn't lose a beat. The new album is going to be incredible. Those two new songs also, you could be amazed. You'll get it soon. But wow. this one, the Barracuda, will be out released already by the, the Friday. Um, you know, I saw you perform in New York once. Oh, really? At, at Cave Stomp. Oh, cave stomp! You wow. were there. I used to. Oh I was a god. regular. I was a regular at all those cave stomp shows. Oh my god! So lucky. Yeah. Did I meet you? Oh no. I, 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 we, sh we actually shook hands, and I said hello, and you said hello. Really? You no, know, that was about oh it. God, but it's great. Yeah. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah. That was a great show. I love it. We sounded great. I miss, I miss, I miss those shows. They were really well put together, yeah, and we did a live album. So I yeah, I know, I know the the I um live album. The album ban, ban it, right? I, I, I think I mixed it. I mixed it in my studio mm -hmm. in LA. I fixed a bunch of stuff and. I put it yeah. together to send it back to them. Yeah. Yeah, you used uh, to. That was that was recorded at the the West Beth Theater on the in, yeah, in West, West Village. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah, that. I, I remember, uh, you know, the Hudson River and right. It's yep. Right, you can see it right there. Yeah. And then, uh, I asked some people to to take me. Please, can you take me to the studio where I can see the towers? Because I've never seen the towers. Yeah. You know, and I like I said, luckily I said, I got to see the towers. And then, unfortunately, now that yeah, well, it's you know, been yeah, twenty years already we since that. Year was before we were there in two thousand, yeah, we were there in two thousand, right before, yeah, yeah, like six months before, you know. Okay, so the best place to look for this right now, uh, I know, on the fourth of February, which is what Friday, that's yeah. supposed to be released. Yeah, Friday. okay. Um, we got. BigStirRecords.BandCamp.com. Okay. Okay, you go to that, and I think you have to sign in, and then you can see 
the uh, you listen to the new version of Barracuda. Right. And the way the press release made it sound is, you know, the, the the other stuff will be coming out soon, right? Yeah, right. And this Barracuda is going to be, is probably going to be on Spotify and CD Baby, you know, all those. Oh, wow. All those yeah. Be done, you know, so people can download is it. There, is there any plans on putting out a single, an actual 45? Well, that's a great, great, great question. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe I can ask the company. You know? I, you know, vinyls come back. You yeah, know? We'll do, well, we're doing the vinyl on the album. Uh, on the album, yeah. Even yeah. as a single, even if it's a few, you know, a small, a small amount. Yeah, yeah vinyl, mean, vinyl, vinyl just barracuda. You talking about right? Barracuda. Yeah, yeah. yeah vinyl maybe just sold out. Vinyl uh, sold out CD and every other kind of brand. Vinyl's making a huge key comeback because it just oh. sounds better. Yeah, it's coming back. Like as a matter of fact, right now we have the. The regular company told me that we might have to wait about two months or so to get the the to have made because they are back, you know, back orders like crazy. They're working wow. nights and days as people. They wow. can't keep up with the with the orders because they yeah, know, everybody's everybody's buying yeah. vinyl. Yeah. yeah, wow. It's funny because like my kids have record players, you know, and I I laughed. Oh, I mean yeah. they bought it. You know, I'm like, wow, you, you're like me. You know, it's crazy how it's it's it kind of wow. skipped the generation, but it's back. You know. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, so Tony, I want to thank you. Let me show you something. Sure, sure, sure. You know what was funny? You know that um something American exchange or whatever, but there was this store that they were saying record players, and yeah. I was thinking, who the hell? Will... People buy them, man. Saw, people are buying them, man. Yes. Yes. What do you, you got there, Tony? Can you see that? Hold on. Oh yeah. The oh, door, wow, you the play door, with you play the with the doors, huh? The doors and the standells. Wow. And the yeah. coasters. Yeah. Coasters. I would I would have loved to seen that. Uh, yeah. yeah. This, this one is from uh, this one's from the uh, Rolling Stones from Cleveland. Sixty six. Yep. With that with that run. With the Ronettes, we played with, with the Ronettes. Wow! wow. And yeah. I remember talking to her. She was so nice. Yeah. I, I remember because I was on stage, and and people were throwing things, and I got hit <laughs> on my on my eye wow. with a with a something. I started bleeding. Yeah. And I went backstage. And she was helping me. You know, oh. She was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. A great singer, also. Yeah, she was. Sad yeah. loss. Uh, yeah. So I want to thank you, Tony, for coming on. Okay. You've been a fantastic guest. And if you come to New York, you gotta look us up. We'll 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 hook you up. We'll get anything you need. Yeah. Rob Rob here is a Rob's a bartender in the East Village. He's a famous bartender. So good. We could definitely hook you up in that way. I know a friend of mine is Rossi. That's Italian for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sitting down talking to you. I sound like I'm with some of my some of my uh, parents in the room because he sounded like some of my parents. Like, yeah, I, I told him that earlier. He sounds like some yeah. of my relatives. Yeah, we'll put you with Godfather, Godfather Ford, right? This is the Godfather for yeah, this right. show. Yes. <laughs> right, Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really yes. had a ball talking to you guys. Fantastic. So, 
We'll see you on the radio. Definitely. All the best. And this will be on in in a few weeks, you said, three weeks or so. Yeah, two, three weeks. Just yeah, right. I, I work pretty fast. If I can do it right away, I can do it. But I got I got some other stuff that I'm working on because I got a lot All of right. we've been interviewing a lot of guests, so we All have right, a lot right. of work. So I like to put them like every week. Wonderful. I like to Why put them. Yeah, as soon as you get the time, no problem. No, okay, but I'm gonna have the, I'm gonna have so the time. You know, oh, you so, will. Yeah, don't worry about this time. We always have time. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys soon, and we'll see you in New York, probably. All right, yeah, Tony. Thank you. Tony. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good night, man. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thanks. All right.